Hello, my name is Xian, and welcome to the second episode of my podcast. I recorded this conversation with a high school teacher two weeks ago because I got curious as to the background work that schools and teachers have to do to take teaching onto online platforms like Zoom, Microsoft Teams. And Google Hangout. Yesterday, in the state of Victoria, Australia, the government announced some easing of the lockdown restrictions, and schools are reopening at the end of term two. School reopening has been a divisive topic here. Some parents are supportive of the decision, and others are against it. Because they reckon it is still too soon and dangerous to send children back, the teachers are also divided on this topic. I intend to record another episode from the teachers' point of view on how the safety measures of social distancing in school impact classroom teaching. For now, I hope you enjoy the conversation. With Janelle. My name's Janelle. I'm a secondary school teacher. My areas of specialty are the performing arts, and、um, for the last forty days, I've been in isolation and been working and teaching remotely. How, how do you find teaching remotely? Is it good? Is it bad? Yeah.、Um, so teaching remotely, it's interesting because my initial reaction is I, I was really overwhelmed with the process and with the idea of having to、um, redefine education, and, and especially because I'm a performing arts teacher, a lot of my subjects are really practical based, and what I was trying to achieve, I was really scared that I wouldn't be able to achieve. My outcomes or my goals, or or get my students to progress face to face. But what it ended up doing is it 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 allowed me to approach my practice as an educator creatively, and it and I saw it instead of being overwhelmed by it, I I saw this as an opportunity to okay, I get to redesign my craft. I get this opportunity to.、Um, Yeah, attack it from a different angle, and I've actually really enjoyed working remotely. I found it.、Um, I've been able to build a connection and rapport with my students in a in a different way,、um, and it kind of all us being in the same boat, being in isolation, having these online classes.、Uh, I've tried and make it an opportunity to check in on them.、Um, working remotely has also made me. I think a better educator because there's sometimes when you're teaching and you've been teaching for a long time, you kind of get into the habit of like, okay, we're up to week four in the curriculum. I'm just going to roll out the same lessons again. I, I know you know the same worksheets, the same warm-ups, the same activities, the same stimulus,、um, and then all of a sudden this circumstance has been dropped on us where those things that worked in that context doesn't work now. So, like I said, it's an opportunity to revet, refresh. My practice and and it got me yeah reimagining、um, 
ideas and, and projects and doing it in a way that I, I hope to be still be engaging and inclusive of my students, I suppose. So what, what are the daily challenge of uh, teaching online? Um, other than the like technical difficulties sometimes, like there'll be, there was an, a, a lesson, there was a day last week when my internet just started slowing down immensely and I had two classes coming up and an online rehearsal for my um, students. Uh, and so I was like, oh my God, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get on and run it like I, I would have liked to. So that's, that was a challenge for me, um, being able to troubleshoot that. But you always find solutions. And kind of what I found is the students are really understanding. The parents are understanding. Um, you know, my fellow colleagues are more like are willing to like jump in and support and help. But that's, that's what I found one of the challenges. Like what if everything goes wrong? What if the internet drops out? Things will fail. Um, but then to overcome that, it's kind of like be embracing the failure, embracing the mistakes and being prepared to kind of negotiate that. Um, the other thing that I found really hard at the beginning is I don't get that instant feedback. You know, when you're in a classroom, you can see if what you're doing is you're losing them or whether you've, they're engaged, whether they're, they're having fun, whether they're lost. And, you know, if they're all, on mute listening to me explaining a task i don't know straight away if they're going off track so i found that difficult so then i come up with little strategies and ways to like do that verbal check-in or um try and make sure they're all on the same page so yeah there's it's it takes a long time it's a lot slower than face to face but sometimes that's good sometimes it's good to like slow things down um to to go back to basics and make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. So a lot of people like me don't understand the, the, the behind the scene to actually take the whole teaching online. Like, you know, what kind of work it requires as a teacher, you know, I, I understand you are kind of in the leadership role, right? So what does it, what does it require as for you to so, take the whole content online and teach online? Yeah. So, yeah, so this is, this is a really interesting story um, because, so yeah, I am a member of the leadership team and we were placed in this position end of last term where it's like, okay, school holidays have started uh, early for all the students, but teachers, you use this as an opportunity to get ready for potential remote learning. And that's all we had. And um, I, I must say the community that I was in, were actually spectacular at embracing that project um, because we met every day, ran these like little online check-ins with the entire staff called Live with Lentini, where it was like my little radio show where we would have all staff and we'd kind of troubleshoot the platform that we were using, share our wins, share our challenges and, and kind of plan broadly for what this online remote teaching was. And our initial plan was we're just going to run the regular timetable, but via video conferencing. Um, and then the school holidays happened. We, so we did that for a week and we were exhausted. So we were having meetings. We were following a regular timetable. We'd have our period one, two, three, four. And there's this thing called like 
Zoom fatigue or online video fatigue that none of us had ever experienced before, but that it was just one week and we were done. And the school holidays came and we're talking with the principal and the wider leadership team and we realized if we, if we end up working remotely, there is absolutely no way that we can expect teachers to teach online lessons back to back to back to back, let alone our students to have the attention span to sit at their computer screen and work for an entire day. Like that's completely unattainable and unrealistic. So then we came up with this idea where it's like, okay, well, we're going to have a modified timetable where there are some interactive lessons where a teacher will check in with their class at least once, once a week, VCE classes, um, more than that. And then in and around those activities, we place independent learning tasks where the interactive lessons needed to have a component where there was collaboration, engagement. It wasn't just 72 minutes of the teacher lecturing. There was collaboration tasks using the technology that we had to kind of support that. Um, and then the independent learning tasks were small, achievable um, outcomes that the students could work at at their own pace in between the interactive lessons. So our instructions now were peel everything back, peel it back, go back to the absolute basics. Um, what are the absolute priorities? And we all decided as a college that our priorities are to make sure that our students are healthy and happy and then content and assessment that happens like that's a bonus the getting multiple outcomes so it was like you know make sure we have our interactive lessons and our independent learning tasks in and around that um so then i worked with the leadership team in writing a handbook that kind of followed this model and it was that was exciting that was when it got really exciting because we started coming up with a new model that sat outside of this structured timetable, four periods a day, um, assessments, handing in learning tasks, essays, this, that, and the other. It was now redefining, redefining education. It was like, it's about collaboration. It's about sharing ideas. It's now about um, checking in, having, building rapport with our students. It's about um, doing mindfulness activities. Home group plays an important part now in building relationship with our students, checking in on them, um, you know, celebrating the wins. And, and it kind of had this, it was really exciting for me because it was like, oh my God, we are changing the priorities now and changing the way that we can do things and being creative and thinking outside the box. Yeah, so that's, so that's what we kind of came up with. And then we had to deliver it. And um, yeah, when we, when we kind of then had to pitch that to the wider staff, there was this sense of relief because I was like, oh, good, I don't have to teach three lessons. I can now focus on, I, I now have time to focus on my classes. And um, that was the feedback that we got from our staff after a few weeks of doing this new structure of interactive and independent uh, our colleagues, my colleagues were saying, I now have more time to actually focus and support my students learning. I now have time rather than trying to run to all these lessons. I check in once a week and I have dedicated time now to provide feedback and I can follow up students and I can 
do like mini work groups outside of this timetable now. And students are kind of slowly leaning into it because um, someone said to me like, oh, so hang on, outside of this interactive lessons, it's entirely up to them how they go through the independent learning tasks. You're kind of asking them to complete work like a university student, like rock up to your lectures and then the learning you do in between the next lecture. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And um, some students have done it really well because they've got that, they kind of understand like, okay, I'll get through this learning task when I get a chance. Others have struggled because they still see the independent learning time as homework. So they'll log in and then like, that's it, I've done my lesson for the, for the day, I'm done. And then it'll get to the day before their next interactive class and they're frantically realizing, oh, I've got so much homework to do. And it's like, actually the word homework is thrown out the window, everybody. It doesn't exist. It's now just independent learning. You get to it when you get a chance. And slowly but surely it's happening. The feedback we've gotten from our community is that this structure is accessible because we're not asking too much of them. We made the goals realistic and um, the goals are to, to make sure their students are happy and healthy, which ideally that's what education should be, right? Making sure that the humans we're interacting with every day are happy and healthy um, because if they're happy and healthy, then they're more likely to learn and progress and become, you know, better humans. Um, yeah, so I guess that was, that was the transition that we did. We, we started with one thing, then we realised because we experienced the trauma ourselves about <laughs> how much work this is going to take, then we realised, okay, um, we, need to, we need to turn it on its head and um, we've come up with this system that's working really well. I'm really enjoying it. Um, the feedback I'm getting from students is they're finding it achievable too, so that's good. What about though uh, working at home though? Oh, I don't know. I assume you have like what uh, nine to two or something like that classes are. Yeah. So, well, it kind it kind of depends. So, I try and personally, I try and like log on and make sure that my the platform that we're using is open and I'm available from like you know eight fifteen. I'm there just to check in if there's any changes. Um, but I might not have a class because it depends on what the timetable is, the, the new modified interactive timetables are. I might not have a class until 11 a.m. that day. So I use that morning to catch up on, go through my emails, contact students, read the work that they've submitted and provide time to give feedback. Um, or I might have a class at 9 a.m., and then I use the rest of the day to go through all the other learning tasks and and um, modify my interactive lessons. Like I'll trial a lesson, then I realize, oh, okay, this worked really well. I'm now going to change up what I'm doing next week to kind of really lean in on that. So yeah, the, the, the school bell doesn't really exist anymore. The, the changing of the guard as it was to move between the locker bays doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's, I try and make sure I'm walking away from my computer and, and, and taking my time and not trying to do it all. Um, but yeah, so the, yeah, the working day is the way that my school's doing it is we're logging in for those interactive lessons, but we're still slowly working through the admin tasks, providing feedback, touching base with students, checking in with 
other colleagues, other staff attending meetings just to make sure we're all on the same page. And then most of us try and make sure we log off by 4.30 or by log off because that's the other thing, you know, trying to find that boundary because my workplace is my home now. So making sure that, okay, what's my deadline? Five o'clock. I'm still on this thing at five o'clock. Okay, enough. I, I switch it off and I make sure that I find time to live. It's actually been good. I've been quite disciplined with that so which is rare most teachers really bring all their work home and keep marking but the remote teaching context means i have time to do it during the work day now so i don't have to carry it on until 9 p.m at night which is good so do you think school should open um i mean school reopening that's what i'm saying um i oh, yeah this is a tough one I don't think it is safe enough yet for schools to reopen, honestly. And I think that the, the structure and the way that my school is working things is that we will be able to survive for a couple of weeks in this new environment um, because, we, because we've redefined, we're not trying to do the same thing you would at, at, at online teaching. Um, I just think that if you open schools too early, it's just, and, and, and still try and keep social distancing rules, it's just unattainable. Even the locker bays, like you can't, even trying to police students to stay a metre and a half away from each other in a classroom, it can't happen. Even, and they won't listen. They don't understand. They think it's a joke. Um, I mean, look at a year seven locker bay. They're all on top of each other constantly. And, and even in the, towards the end of term one where students were being pulled out because they were self, that was a nightmare. That, the end of term one was an absolute nightmare when COVID-19 started kicking, up, kicking off and parents were electing to self-isolate students. But we were still turning up to work and then we were kind of being told, okay, you still need to make sure that the kids that are at home have learning tasks. So we were still teaching face-to-face -face, and then also making sure we have learning tasks for the kids that are at home and as well as maybe planning for remote teaching as also making sure that, you know, no one's touching anybody and that they line and then that, you know, there's enough fresh air in the room. It's just, it was, it's just unattainable. I think that, when schools eventually open up because they i mean obviously they have to it can't happen as well just like flick a switch and now everyone's back you know 600 kids in one area back again because again that's not going to be safe either but, you know maybe a couple a year level at a time for one day of the week or half days or or staggering things that could be achievable but when people say like you know schools are safe I just dare those people to like go in and actually walk into a classroom and walk around a school at recess and lunchtime and, and really be, and, and see how well the students manage and police that social distancing. Um, Cause as an adult, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to try and enforce that constantly. Yeah. No, thanks. I will be going to your school. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, sure. Any school, not just your school, any school. Any school? Yes. Yeah, I know. So what do you what do you miss about um, uh, classroom teaching? What do you miss most about classroom teaching? What I miss most is that connection 
of everybody in the in everyone in the space genuinely um i miss i think i said it earlier just having everyone in a room laughing and getting feedback from each other and 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 checking in and and you know being able to like have noticing that okay someone's having an off day being able to have that conversation check in with that kid it's, it's harder when it's remote learning um so that's that's what i miss the most i miss so we're still running our online production rehearsals but again the priorities for that have changed and so we'll all be singing together but because of the technology, I can't actually have them all singing together because the feedback would be out of whack. So I miss seeing them all dancing together and singing together. So that's what I really miss, having them, you know, being creative in the one space. So, but I know that when we come back together, it, it'll be good. When this, when this uh, whole pandemic is over and we, when you look back, what's something that yeah. you think uh, you have learned uh, the most precious thing you learned or something that you, you take out from it? Um, what I think I've learned the most from this and what I'll take away from this is obviously not to take that connection that I have with my students face-to-face for granted ever um, and to make the most of that face-to-face learning time. I've also learnt my priorities in my curriculum area and I've learnt how I can you know, reshape and rework my subject areas to make them more engaging, both remotely and face-to-face. It's, it's literally made me better at teaching this whole thing because I've just had to think of better ways to deliver what I want. So I've learned that and, the, and the, the lessons that I've come up with, I will continue running face-to-face, um, just modify it so I'm, they're all working together. I guess, um, what else will I learn? what my priorities are, connection, rapport, checking in with students. Um, That's what the priorities should be. And that's what my priorities will continue to be now that if we're we're face-to-face. That's what I've learned from this pandemic. Oh, yeah, I do have something else that I've learned from this whole thing. Okay. I think, oh, you know, that that I think is really interesting. The role of technology is so important and powerful and can literally reshape a classroom. And I've seen educators, people that I've worked with who are usually so resistant to embracing tech, uh, to using technology in the classroom, absolutely embrace it. And that has blown me away, blown me away seeing these people, you know, my colleagues who have been in education for 25, 30 plus years, um, learn something new and I think that's great and I think that's fantastic and even though the pandemic is awful it was kind of the perfect opportunity to develop everyone in this new context to embracing technology there's no excuse you can't just say no my worksheets are going to work now you can't it's not going to work um they kind of had no choice but to embrace the technology so I think that was actually a real positive that came out of this pandemic. We developed as a school and as professionals because we had no choice. <laughs> what are you grateful for today? What am I grateful for today? 
I'm grateful that um, <laughs> getting faces from my I'm grateful for my husband because there is literally I, I, I feel very privileged that I'm in isolation with somebody that is supportive, that is kind, that helps me come up with creative ideas. Um, so I'm really grateful that I have that support network um, in my life to help me get through this because it would drive me crazy if I didn't. <laughs> I want to thank Janelle for her open and candid conversation. If you like what you're hearing and want to listen to more, please subscribe to my podcast and spread the word. Thank you.